Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the May 31st, 2023, 175th edition. Always broadcasting from the Sunmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the story is recovering this week. Mansfield PD reminds citizens not to fall for recurring scam. City gears up for Mansfield Rocks event. City opens internship program for local college students. In sports, MISD announces the next round of Athletic Hall of Honors inductees. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with author-educator Shane Trotter about the physical and mental health of our school kids. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, And I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, I'm James Sellers, CEO and founder of Salmar Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This scam is back, and Mansfield Police does not want you to fall victim. It turns out an unknown suspect has been making calls to various Mansfield residents from a variety of phone numbers, including the Mansfield Police non-emergency number, identifying himself as a Mansfield police officer or sergeant, and stating that there is an active warrant out for your arrest. The end result is that the perpetrator is trying to collect a payment from you over the phone. The Mansfield Municipal Court staff and Mansfield Police Department will never call you to request a payment for an outstanding warrant. The Municipal Court may send you a postcard or text with a link giving you instructions on how to pay for the warrant. If you have a warrant, the Municipal Court recommends that you pay it inside the lobby of the Public Safety Building at 1305 East Broad Street or online. 
This was the same type of scam that Mansfield PD was dealing with back in April. Well, Memorial Day is now a thing of the past for this year, and that means the city has their eyes focused on Mansfield Rocks, which takes place on Monday, July 3rd at both Big League Dreams and Hawaiian Falls. The purchase of a $20 ticket will get you and everyone in your vehicle into the event, which features full access to Hawaiian Falls and all of the festivities at Big League Dreams and, of course, concludes with a massive fireworks display for which Mansfield Rocks is so well known. This year, there will also be an option for $5 rideshare drop-off tickets for those who will be arriving by Uber, Lyft, or just being dropped off by someone. The $20 full event and the $5 drop-off tickets go on sale starting Thursday, June 1st at mansfieldrockin.com. If you or someone you know shares a passion for community service and a desire to get involved with local government, the City of Mansfield has launched this year's internship program, which is centered around students' educational and professional goals and gives students an opportunity to grow and develop their skills. Internships are available during the spring, summer, and fall semesters and cover a majority of the city's departments, including engineering, finance, human resources, maintenance, marketing and communications, parks and recreation, history and arts, as well as development. The internships are aimed at undergraduate and grad students currently enrolled in college or students receiving education for technical certifications and diplomas. To apply for an internship, simply log on to mansfieldtexas.gov jobs. In sports, Mansfield ISD has released the next five inductees to the Athletics Hall of Honors. They are 2012 Summit grad Claudius Toby Fawahimi and 2012 Timberview alum Aldrich A.J. Bailey, both for their efforts in track and field. 2011 legacy grad Reese Adiambo also made the list of honorees for football, as well as the entire 2008 Mansfield High School football team, a roster that included Stefan Taylor, who went on to play four seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. Rounding out the list of honorees is T.L. Davis, and she will be recognized as a distinguished volunteer. The Athletics Hall of Honors induction ceremony will take place on October 14th at the Center for the Performing Arts. If you have a comment about the show, you know, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, what's on your mind, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, 817-435-2938. Friday, June 4th, one of my favorite days, National Cheese Day, the day that pays homage to fromage, and not to be confused with any other popular cheese-related days like Grilled Cheese Day, Cheesecake Day, Mac and Cheese Day. This day is in reverence of cheese. We'll go somewhere where there's cheese. Wimsleydale. Stilton. Camembert. I don't know, lad. It's like no cheese I've ever tasted. We were just about to have some cheese. As for me, I need something a bit more cheesy. The fact is, I'm just crackers about cheese. It is speculated that the magic of cheesemaking began back somewhere around 8,000 BCE, shortly after the domestication of animals. According to WisconsinCheese.com, 
By some estimates, there are more than 1,800 different types of cheese in the world. Half of the total cheese consumed around the world is Gouda. Mmm, smoked Gouda. The most popular cheese in the United States is not the almighty cheddar, but thanks to pizza, the big cheese is mozzarella. There are five basic types or categories of cheese. Fresh, such as cream cheese. Soft, start thinking brie. Semi-hard, we're heading into cheddar. Hard, like Parmesan. And blue, such as bleu. So this coming Friday, show the world that it's my cheese and nacho cheese. Don't worry about the diet as you can shatter a few pounds tomorrow. And if the kids are around on Friday, there's no better time to hit them with a few cheesy dad jokes. Cheesy or not, let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week. Colleen? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're creeping towards summer with temperatures heading into the low 90s this week. Our best rain chances are over the weekend, and we're looking at only about a 30 to 40 percent coverage Saturday and Sunday. We're looking at a high Wednesday of 90 degrees, 92 degrees on Friday, 86 degrees on Sunday, and 88 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Sports injuries and how to avoid them. I'm Angel Biasati of Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, and we'll talk about it with sports medicine physician Sean Garf in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm diving headfirst into one of the most controversial topics we've ever covered today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. I'm Beth Steinke, and don't miss this enlightening discussion about fences. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will hopefully having you go out to your own garden to harvest some basil. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area. And when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction. A Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. 
With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at PoolAid.net. That's PoolAid.net. We're here for you. Hi, I'm Dr. Janine Huang with United Dermatology Associates, and you are listening to About Mansfield. Congratulations to our latest trivia question winner, Jasmine Gaston. Last week, we asked for you to be the first to answer the question, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? According to the Mansfield ISD Facts and Figures webpage, there are 49 schools within the district. Jasmine was the first to submit the correct answer, and she has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of her choice. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now. For the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question, if you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. And you can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. I mention this every Wednesday. Not every winner submits their answer on Wednesday. If you're listening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, give it a shot. You may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, while traveling in the 800 block of Main Street, one's little eye might spy a monument in the shape of a headstone in the memory of Earl C. Driscoll, who lived from 1883 to 1912. Inscribed on the headstone, Driscoll's pioneering efforts, quote, made easy the way for Tarrant County's present highway system, end quote. 
but Driscoll was not a highwayman. This week's trivia question is, what did Earl C. Driscoll do for a living? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what did Earl C. Driscoll do for a living? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Kyle Teixeira with WeRTPM, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Summer's here, and that's a time when urgent care centers see many sports-related injuries in adults. Angel Biasati is here with tips on how to prevent a trip to the ER in Methodist Mansfield, News to Know. Angel? Maybe you have an office job, and the weekend rolls around, the weather is nice, and you want to go outside and play basketball with your children. What is one thing you can do that will keep yourself from being injured, Dr. Garf? Two major things can help us avoid injury. First, staying active throughout the week. Regular exercise can help us avoid injury through muscle activation and conditioning. Even if it's just walking, stretching, yoga, or lightweight training, your body will adapt and be ready for you to get out and do the things you love to do. Second, adequate warm-up. For most of us, gone are the days in which we run out the door and start exercising or playing a sport right away. We need to give our bodies time to warm up. Get your heart rate up with a walk, jumping jacks, or running in place. Then take time to stretch and loosen up your muscles prior to exercising. Stretching is one of the most important things you can do to keep you from injury, especially before and after exercising. Stretching not only loosens up your muscles and tendons, but also increases blood flow, flexibility, and range of motion in your joints. Let me take you through a few simple warm-up options. Start by doing a few squats with your feet shoulder-width apart, your toes pointed slightly out, engage your core, bend your knees, and push your hips back as you squat down until your thighs are parallel with the ground. Remember to keep your chest up and hold both hands straight in front of you. Marching in place with high knees is another exercise that warms up the muscles in your legs. Lift one knee to your chest and switch to the other leg. After the warm-up, stretch forward with your feet together and try to touch your toes to stretch your hamstrings or back part of your leg. Hamstring strains are common if warm-up and stretching aren't done properly. An easy one for the upper body is arm circles. Stand with your feet shoulder-width apart and extend your arms out to the side, parallel with the floor. Circle your arms forward using small, controlled movements. Gradually increase the size of the circles until you feel a stretch in your triceps. Then reverse the direction. These will help you and your body warm up for your favorite sports or games. If by chance you ever feel discomfort or pain, more than 3 out of 10 while playing sports or exercising, stop the activity and rest. A key to avoiding injury is to listen to your body and pay attention to your symptoms. If you notice any swelling in a given area, put some ice on it and rest. If it gets worse, please contact your physician. What about cooling down? What are some exercises that you can do, Dr. Garve, to cool down? Cooling down is a very important uh, part of recovery after exercising or playing sports. Stretching, core exercises, and deep breathing techniques are ways to help you cool down. Also, increasing hydration is key before, during, and after exercise and can be beneficial in reducing injury. A common cool-down stretching pattern would consist of 
side bends with rotation. Start by standing straight, feet shoulder width apart. While engaging your core muscles, lift your hands over your head, then bend at the waist to the right and lean forward to the floor, pulling your core, returning to the starting position and repeat for the other side. I often get asked, how do I engage my core? An easy way to think about it is to suck in your belly button as you move. This will engage your core muscles and is a good way to reduce injury, especially to your back. What are some of those common injuries you see from sports and exercise? And how do you treat them and relieve the pain? We see a lot of sprains, strains, and injuries to the muscles, tendons, and ligaments. The first thing you can do when you have an injury is to stop the offending activity and rest. Put ice on the injured area, compress, and elevate that injured part of the body. Most people refer to this as RICE, R-I-C-E, or rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Then, if needed, and you're able to, take anti-inflammatories such as ibuprofen or naproxen to help ease the pain. If it doesn't get better in a few days or you can't move the joint normally, it is probably time to seek treatment from a healthcare provider for more advanced treatment options. Thank you, Dr. Gar, for giving us steps to take and prevent sports injuries. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati reporting for About Mansfield Podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is always chock full of great information each week, and today is no different in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? I have no doubt that I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this week's subject, but this is one of the most common real estate questions we get asked. Who owns and maintains the fence? I'm going to put a disclaimer out right off the bat. There are some rules that differ state to state. So while you may have grown up somewhere on the East Coast or Midwest, and the rules may be a little bit different, I've scoured the internet to make sure I'm bringing you the most accurate information for Texas homeowners. I have to imagine that somewhere along the way, one crafty landowner must have looked at his rickety fence falling down and in no mood to deal with it, started a rumor that if the poles are on your side of the fence, that you own it and must maintain it. I find this particular rumor to be deeply ingrained in people's psyche because the internet will rise up and fight you if you try to challenge it. I can find no legal basis of truth to this rumor, so if you are guilty of perpetuating this fence myth, I'm sorry, it's time to put that one to bed. In a neighborhood where homes were all built during development, almost all of the time the fences were placed on the boundary lines of the property. When a fence is built to separate two different parcels of land between two houses and is not distinctly built on one person's lot, that fence is considered co-owned. That means that there is a shared responsibility for maintaining it. Now, does that mean you can march next door and demand that they pay their half to replace it? Actually, no. No one can compel a neighbor to spend money that they don't have just because you decide the fence needs to be replaced. So what are your options if the fence needs to be replaced? First, use the good neighbor approach. Have a casual conversation about the disrepair of the fence with your neighbor. Ask them if they would like you to get a few quotes or if they would prefer to do the legwork. Do this with all of the neighbors who would be involved in that fence replacement. You'll find out pretty quickly who is going to be cooperative and who isn't. And which one of your neighbors is going to want the fanciest, most expensive fence type, and which one is thinking they can just repair the fence themselves? At least you'll know where you stand. But let's say you get two of the three involved neighbors to agree to replace the fence. They've approved the bid, but your one holdout neighbor is a hard no. You have a couple of choices. You can leave the fence as is and replace the two agreeable sides. You can foot the bill for that side just to have it uniform in a completely new fence, 
or you can put up the new fence just inside your property line, leaving them to deal with a yucky one. I don't really recommend this for most properties because you will, in effect, lose a few inches of your yard, and if that neighbor ever moves and you have a more cooperative neighbor move in, now that would really be your fence because it's on your property fully. On rural properties, the fences are often assembled by the owners rather than a fencing company and can meander off the property line. It's really important to have a survey on hand when you are adding fencing so you know that you are on your own property. Over time, a bad fence line can cause property disputes down the road. What about the decorative brick fence or wrought iron fence the HOA requires along the perimeter of the neighborhood? Generally speaking, that would be covered by the HOA if it needed repair, but you need to make sure to read through your covenants and restrictions and ask the right questions before you buy. If you are buying, or already own for that matter, a house with a brick perimeter fence in a neighborhood that does not have an HOA, you need to know that you could be held financially responsible should it fail. All good reasons you want an experienced real estate agent by your side. We've got your back. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain serves up a taste of summer in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the basil mojito. A couple of weeks ago, I started a new series on cocktails that I have found on TikTok. And this week's cocktail is from at My Cocktail Bible. So the basil mojito is a refreshing and vibrant cocktail that has gained popularity in recent years. This delightful twist on the classic mojito combines the traditional ingredients of rum, lime, sugar, and mint, along with the addition of a few basil leaves, adding a unique and herbaceous flavor to the mix. The result is truly invigorating drink that is perfect for warm summer days or any occasion that calls for a light and refreshing libation. The origins of the mojito can be traced back to Cuba, where it was first concocted in the 16th century. Traditionally, the mojito consisted of white rum, lime juice, sugar, mint leaves, and soda. Over time, variations of this classic cocktail have emerged incorporating different fruits, herbs, and even spices. And one such variation is our cocktail of the week, the basil mojito, which infuses the drink with the distinctive aroma and taste of fresh basil. The basil mojito offers a delightful melody of flavors. The sharp tanginess of the lime is balanced by the sweetness of the sugar, while the mint and basil provide a refreshing herbal note. The rum adds depth and complexity, bringing all of these elements together in harmony. The combinations of these ingredients creates a drink that is both invigorating and soothing and making, in my opinion, a fantastic choice for those seeking a unique but memorable cocktail experience. The basil mojito is versatile and can be customized to suit individual taste. For a sweeter variation, you can add a splash of simple syrup or muddle some fresh fruits such as strawberry or raspberries along with the basil and lime. Experimentation is encouraged as a cocktail allows for creativity and personalization. 
And whether you enjoy it poolside, at a backyard barbecue, or at a trendy cocktail bar, the Basil Mojito is a drink that embodies the essence of summer and relaxation. Its vibrant flavors and aromic profile makes an instant crowd pleaser capable of tantalizing the taste buds and leaving a lasting impression. So the next time you find yourself in need of a revitalizing herb-infused libation, Consider reaching for the basil mojito and let its refreshing allure transport you to a tropical paradise. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and always posting them on bourbongospel.com. So for the ingredients, you're going to need two ounces of a good rum. You're going to need limes. You're going to be muddling these. You're going to need about six basil leaves. You're going to need about two to three mint leaves and a half ounce of simple syrup and some soda water. To make the basil mojito, start by gathering all the necessary ingredients, the basil, the lime, the simple syrup, the white rum, soda water, and ice cubes. And in a sturdy glass, muddle a handful of the basil leaves with a few lime wedges in the simple syrup until the fragrance of the basil fills the air and the sugar has dissolved. The process releases the essentials oils of the basil and helps to extract its flavor. Next, add a generous amount of ice cubes to the glass and pour in a shot of white rum. Stir the mixture well. You could even toss it back and forth to combine the flavors. You don't want to shake this drink because you don't want to bruise the leaves. And finally, you're going to top the glass with soda water, which adds a sparkling effervescence to the drink and garnish with a sprig of fresh basil or a lime wheel. Always remember with basil is as you're starting to use it is slap it against the back of your hand, which helps to open it up, especially as a garnish. But I'm always open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Mansfield ISD Chief of Police, Greg Mentor, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, he is no stranger to the About Mansfield podcast. He has been in uh, our guest several times and it always... Talking about his book, the book Setting the Bar, Preparing Our Kids to Thrive in an Era of Distraction, Dependency, and Entitlement. And we're going to dig a little deeper into the book today. Welcome back, Shane Trotter. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be here. Today, oh my gosh, uh, the dangers of overprotection. Wow. I mean, that just... Uh, so if, folks, if you want to, if you want to play along, uh, get yourself a copy of the book, setting the bar and turn to chapter four, which happens to be the dangers of overprotection. And no, our school kids aren't overprotected, are they? <laughs> well, uh, yes, they are. Uh, I, I would, I would definitely argue that they are. And I would also, I would say that a lot of the reason is very understandable, um, it is a it is a very hard time to navigate parenting, mm-hmm. um, and the sense that parents get about the danger of the world is uh, is skewed to say the least. The uh, preparation they they have to kind of parse through the miss or the the uh, risk analysis, yeah. you know, and so the logic that they're using in in in, uh, in in examining risks is is completely 
Um, it's completely backwards, but it's also proportionate to what they're seeing. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's one of the the fun things that you know the the changes and and how protective parents were and and, and how safe they th- felt the world were uh, was uh, came. After the cable news, or after cable, when cable came into the majority of homes, then there was cable news that was playing all day. And so the way that the news works is they make money off of more times, more viewership, right? right? So, right. so when viewers spend more time watching cable news or scrolling a social media platform, whatever it is, that is how money gets there, gets to them. All right. That's where the money's at. So, the, you know, they've, these, these outlets have found very, very quickly that the best way to get eyeballs is to, uh, is to create a sense of outrage, fear, and emotion. Emotion gets eyeballs. Um, so that is, the, the, you know, as we were exposed to more and more, uh, you know, things that could cause fear and that were, you know, explicitly uh, posed in a way that would cause the most fear, uh, we, we we began to assume the the world was was more dangerous. Well, and that's media in general. Is that uh, there's an old saying in in news: if it bleeds, it leads. Yes, and they're so they're 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 preying on on the viewers on the listeners uh emotions and and fear is is one of them that um you know a little kid gets lost at the store and it winds up on the news and now every parent keeps a close eye on their kid at the store sure and and, and to give you an example of the risk analysis that isn't going on and and I don't blame it my dad did risk analysis for a living so, oh, so okay so like you know I heard this growing up at the dinner dinner table but to give you an example of the risk analysis that's not going on is every parent knows they're a bad parent if they leave their kid in the car as they go into the grocery store they we've been programmed to know that and I think it's not true I think that parents put they put too much pressure on them to 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 protect at, at at all costs, and they they don't allow themselves the, the the ability to run in the grocery store real quick and get something. The chances of your children uh, being abducted if you left them in front of Walmart or another you know equally crowded place, sure, um, w- they they by the odds they would not be abducted for over 140,000 years by the odds if <laughs> by you the left odds, them right. so you'd have right. to leave them for 140,000 years to get them abducted like the chances of it happen are completely minuscule the chances of them being harmed while you drive to the grocery store are pretty you know they're an actually an actual risk so and this is this is what we don't do is 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 we don't recognize that that living comes with inherent risks. Sure. Um, uh, my parents, uh, now, I know we're living in a different era, uh, but when I was a child, yeah, my parents used to live me. Uh, usually I was with a, a friend or a sibling in the car while they went grocery shopping. Sure. It seemed, it, everybody did that. Yes. Uh, you know, you roll down the windows, it's of a hot day. Well, you know, I grew up in San Diego. It was never a hot day. <laughs> but, um, and you know, we had free reign of the car. We'd go up to the driver's seat and we'd pretend we're driving. Or we'd go in the back seat. We played, you know, ragtag or whatever we're playing. And, and yeah, you don't... Now, people call the cops if they see 
a child, especially if the child is in a a car seat. Yes, but which which you are until you're forty now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, what I would say is that the first of all, this is tough on parents mm-hmm. uh, because they feel like they're constantly. Uh, you know, they don't get a break. They, they don't allow themselves a break. They feel like they have to constantly entertain their kids, be there to chauffeur them around, to 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 have their eyes on them at every second. Um, and so that's a lot of pressure on parents. Uh, and, you know, and judgment really drives this. You know, the fe- the fear of being judged as a bad mom or whatever it is. You know, that's a real a real prescient fear. Um, and we've been told, you know, that there are these giant risks that aren't really risks at all. Uh, that you know, the, the that the world. You know, one of the things I hear from parent after parent is, either our parents didn't know better. Um, or the world is much more dangerous now. And the fascinating thing is that that is so backwards, it's crazy, that since 1990, the world has gotten so much safer in almost every way, shape, and form. Uh, crime went up a little bit after after COVID, yeah, but not even to where it was in 2008. Uh, it never even reached where it was in 2008, when at the time the world was the safest it had ever been, <laughs> and it had started to go down again. So there's this 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 really warped sense of how how terrifying the world is, um, and this this unhealthy messaging that's going on to parents at all times that they have to monitor everything their kids do. Um, it's unhealthy for the parents who often opt to just give them a screen because it's the one time they can get away. It's the one time they can finally get away, you know, or, or you know, take care of something without a kid who is eager for your attention. Um, so they often opt to put that screen in front because it's the great lobotomizer. Um, yeah. Or, you know, and the other thing that is, is a cost here is it's the cost to, to students, to, to, to kids and their ability, uh, their sense of autonomy. Their, their sense of uh, confidence that they can be alone, that they can navigate in the world on their own, that they have the skills to navigate the world on their own, which is a crucial thing for real confidence. You know, we, we love to talk about confidence and self-esteem and we get we love to give participation trophies and, you know, and, and, and fill people's balloons up in all these these ways that don't actually do anything. And yeah. the, the research has shown, you know, there's a great meta-analysis by Roy Baumeister, a great psychologist on the self-esteem movement. And what they found is it's not been helpful at all. In fact, it's created uh, f- fragility in our kids because they, their their self-worth is dependent on the, the opinions of everyone around them. They don't have any authentic confidence. Authentic confidence go, comes from going out and kind of stretching yourself, learning about yourself and your capacity to weather challenges on your own. You have to gradually stretch yourself more and more. And our kids are being stripped of the opportunity to do that. So the the days of of, of hopping on a bike at nine in the morning and not coming home until uh, my my curfew was always when the street lights come on. Sure. Is when you're supposed to be home. Mm-hmm. And and learning about really learning about yourself. What are my uh, uh, what are my limits? What are my um, not my expectations? What are my limits? Yeah, yeah. My, I, what I, are I, my I, limitations? That's what I'm looking for. And and that when you go, you ride to the park. Well, 
the parks nowadays are not the same parks as they were in the 60s and 70s. Even with the little spinny thing that... Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that spinny thing was called, but everybody loved it until uh, Johnny fell off and broke an arm. Sure. But... Which, you know, it, and this is kind of the... the, the bumps and bruises yeah. happen. They're supposed to happen. Um, in fact, you know what's interesting? Uh, they're happening... The the number of forearm fractures has gone up. Uh, I can't, you know, like fivefold. I I, I don't mm. know the specifics. It's in my book actually, and um, it, it, that's a fascinating thing because it's like statistically, our kids are playing actively. They are less active. They have fewer minutes of play. Uh, you know, drastically fewer minutes of physical active play. Um, so that's another element of this. They are opting for comfortable inside screen-based entertainment rather than connection that teaches them how, uh, you know, the social skills that, that you can't learn from a screen, you know, to actually interact with other people. They're learning confidence and they're developing a love, a passion for movement, for play that, you know, that goes on past their, their childhood into their adulthood. And, you know, the, the obesity epidemic is another thing that we're facing right now, okay? And, yeah. the, and you know, of today's children, uh, Harvard study projects that of today's children between 2 and 18, over 57% will, will be obese by the time they're 35. Oh, my gosh. Which is terrifying. Um, and, and so obesity is, has more than tripled since 1970. Now, there are some real costs that come from this. Um so, so, so this is another cost of uh, of that. But yeah, the to get back to the forearm fractures, um, despite the fact that they're playing way less than ever, the uh, number of forearm fractures has has more than I think it's it's fivefold gone gone higher. Yeah, which is what's going on there is they are so inactive that they're not developing the forearm musculature they normally would. A so that when life eventually happens, and that's the thing, is that like you cannot eliminate all risk, you cannot eliminate all falls. Like you can try all you want, but you actually make them less safe because life does eventually happen. And when it does, they're not ready. They haven't developed themselves physically, so they fracture their forearm at a higher rate despite being less active. So when they go out to the skateboard park for the first time thinking that, oh, I got this, I, uh, sure. I, I can ride on a flat surface, now let's try it on these little dips. And yes. next thing you know, uh, Methodist Mansfield's got a new uh, ER patient. Sure. Sure. And so this goes, uh, again, going back to the dangers of overprotection, it, it plays into both the mental and physical health of, of today's school children. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it's interesting. In Europe, they've done, um, they've done something called uh, the Naked Streets Movement in a few European towns. Uh, and uh, it's not what you think of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's It's... Uh, no, no, no stop signs, no yield signs. They, they have, you know, they have communities that have done this and they've, they've seen traffic accidents go down because what you, what you do is you, uh, you require people to be their own antenna to, to, to coordinate. So it makes them more focused when you know that everyone has to be reliant on each other's sense of focus, then the number of accidents goes down hmm. because you're relying on each other it creates a sense when you, you know, 
try to try to pretend you can game the world to make everything perfectly safe and people can kind of turn off that radar, things get less safe. The same has been shown with fighter pilots. They they found that there is a not fighter pilots, pilots in general. They found that there is a threshold where, you know, when they when they made the computer able to fly the plane too well, the planes got less safe mm. because the pilots would kind of turn off completely and they were, it, they could not reboot back into focus when something unexpected happened so that they found that there was kind of a magic threshold to where computer computer self self flying technology uh was supportive and if you pass that threshold uh it things became less safe okay let's talk about so we talk about physical health the uh, the the mental health of um of being overprotected the mental health of uh of, of overprotection, the, 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 there's kind of multifaceted uh, reasons that the overprotection caused that. I already alluded to the to the screens. Uh, right. the, you know, the, what happens when I have to um, when I feel this this pressure to constantly uh, be there, hovering over my my kids, or bulldozing the path for my kids, or making sure they're safe, and there's this this pressure to entertain uh, your kids, which is a bad thing to do in general. You know, to, as a rule, like you know, at doing fun, entertaining things is great uh, once in a while, of course. But you know, when you feel this, that I always have to entertain and remove boredom uh, for your kids. Well, you're gonna you're creating kind of an anxious template where they they feel like they have to for be not only the hyper- kids but for the parents as well. That, that yes, okay, my goodness, uh, yeah, we did that yesterday. I don't think we need to do that today. So, what should I do today? And I can see how that would build anxiety. Either that, or just plop them in front of the TV. Which that's that's what you do when you're just. You're beat, you're fried, you're tired, and you just need to get these kids. Like you need a second to yourself. Um, and 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 I guess I want to hover there for a second because okay. I don't. I there's a lot of um, and some of it deserved where you can really point at parents and say you know you know part of the issue is that parents aren't stepping up and looking at the research and handling the smartphone issue well enough. Part of the issue is that there are too many parents who are emailing their their, their kids' teacher for them and, and kind of, you know, the concierging them through life. <laughs> and these are real, real, real things, I, I would agree. But the other part of the equation that, that I don't know if we talk about enough, maybe we do, um, is uh, just how exhausted most parents are. The f- pace of life has gotten so crazy. Um, the number of celebratory uh, childhood events has gotten so <laughs> wild. I mean, May is just a, 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 a constant uh, <laughs> carousel right. of, of events I have to go to. The number of evening, you know, parents feel like, especially if they get into youth sports, which used to be a really healthy thing to do for your, your kids, and now it's this 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 life suck that that makes so many parents wonder is like is this healthy or unhealthy i don't know um the number of parents eating family dinners with their their kids you know these aren't options for a lot of parents who are so overbooked and who are out every night and you know the other thing going on with the safety i don't know when this happened but you don't just drop your kid off at a birthday party anymore mm. no i mean every the, birthday party every is every parent has to be there it's 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 a group of parents making small talk because they have to be there the whole time and it's a really interesting uh, you know so parents are are fried parents uh 
by and large, they feel like I'm out every night, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, you know, this is what I have to do to do right by my kids. Uh, and it's it's hard to say, I'm going to opt out of this. You feel like a bad parent. I'm going to opt out of this because blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, the idea, you know, it's fascinating. What was it? I think it was 7-Eleven. It was as early as recent as 1968 yeah. or something like that, 7-Eleven was the first major uh, ma- major company to say that they were going to be open on Sundays. It used to be the entire community, whether you wanted a Sabbath or not, you got one. Yeah. Um, and uh, now, and their hours were only seven to eleven. That was sure. just how they got their name. Oh, interesting! I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> then they went. Then they went twenty four hours, and everybody forgot that. Oh yeah, the, their hours used to be seven to eleven. Sure. So there's this frenzied pace that's taken over all of society, yeah. and parents are exhausted. Uh, not to mention, you know, in the in the nineteen sixties, over sixty percent of kids walked to school, walked or biked to school. Mm-hmm. Now parents are responsible for, for all of that from a very young age. They don't let their kids ride the bus. They don't let them walk or bike. And so there's there's this exhaustion that's going on with parents. I'm, I'm guilty of that, that both of my kids, and you know, I live right behind Mansfield High School. Oh, sure. And I drove my kids to, to high school every day, probably... Including the car line that you have to wait in, it was probably longer sure. to drive them for than for them to walk to school. Sure, Meh, okay, folks. But it's I'm norms. Guilty. But it's norms. It's, you do. Right. You know, your kids expect this, and this is what what is so hard on parents nowadays too. Is there's these things that many parents I I expect think are. Uh, oh, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. But then you look around and this is what the norm is. You look around and you feel like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to go to this thing. I guess I'm supposed to put them in all this stuff. I guess I'm supposed to to, to drive them to school. You know, uh, J- Dr. Jonathan Hyde has talked about it was easy to let your kids walk to school mm-hmm. when all the other kids in the neighborhood were walking to school too. They just pop outside and walk with their friends every day. That's what the kids do. That's, it's great. That's what I had growing up and that was, that's easy. It's really hard to do that when they're the only one walking. So this is where we make it really hard on parents. Where and this is where I think, as a school district, we need to do you know we need to do the parent education to to help change the norms because the norms won't won't change unless we start to advocate things and create you know walking groups and create kind of movements you know a, a grassroots movement. Um, but it's also and and I think you know especially while we're on the about Mansfield podcast, it it bears mentioning. The infrastructure of the city does not support b- biking or walking, period, full stop. It's very poor for that. These are values. You want to look at uh, Fort Worth recently. They brought in what's called Blue Zones, mm-hmm. which is a company that has studied the places around the world where people live the longest. And what they find is people live the longest in communities where they are more active naturally as an extension of daily life, not because they go to the gym, but b- where we're the the lifestyle they live, the environment around them is constantly nudging them into subtly more movement. Uh, things like walking to school. Uh, it, those are normal things. Europeans and, who walk to the subway, who then get off the subway and walk uh, several blocks or even a mile to work. Sure. Taking the subway home, they stop by the, uh, uh, the, the, the bakery and the butcher and that... 
People have, have, have well, no, they really haven't wondered. They look at uh, uh, pe- people like who live in Paris. Yes. They go, oh my gosh, they have the most rich uh, desserts in the world, and look how skinny they are. Yeah. Well, because they walk everywhere. Sure. Be- well, number one, because gas is, is hugely expensive. expensive. Sure. But they walk everywhere. Yeah. They call that the French paradox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so just up the road in Fort Worth, Fort Worth ranked nationally uh, in the bottom 200 of of, uh, health and wellness of cities. It's now in the top 50. It's like 42. That's five years of this Blue Zone movement where they came in and they just shifted the nudges of the society around. So if you're looking for a model Mansfield, it's less than 30 miles away. It's extremely successful. But the first thing you have got to do is you have to make biking and walking much more attractive and available to the average person. Why do we have car lines at every elementary, intermediate, and middle school? Why is there a car line? Yeah. For, we, we are, we, we, first of all, we've convinced parents that they have to hand deliver their kid to the door rather than they won't even, you know, half the parents won't even just drive up to the school, park across the street, and let them walk. They're going to wait another 20 minutes. 10 minutes, whatever it is, to hand deliver them to someone at the door. At the door, That is a level of dependency and low expectation of your children that is, mm. is going to set them up for failure. At least my child had to walk two blocks to the local church where I was sitting in the parking lot. That's at least getting that, yeah. that, uh, that walk in. But um, yeah, because I refuse to wait in the car line. I, oh. you know, I feel bad for these parents. It's awful. Message to the parents... Stop overprotecting. I would frame it as you've been told that your job was to be overprotective. You don't, that is in fact more damaging than helpful. It's hard to not be overprotective because that is what is normal in society. So you will feel odd. Start thinking, start planning uh, very deliberate ways to empower your children to be less overprotective and to teach them to take ownership, empower them to bike around the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. empower them to bike to a friend's house, show them how to do it the first time, empower them to bike to school, go with them a couple times, make it a real value. This is one of the best gifts you can give them way more matters way more than Christmas gifts. Like this is a real gift. Um, you know, empower them, create this sense that they are becoming more capable, more powerful. And if you're looking for resources on that, there's a, it's called the Let Grow Project. It'd be a great summer project for you. There's a great website on a lot of this stuff called uh, letgrow.com. Um, letgrow.com. And if you looked at the Let, Let Grow Project, it'll, it'll kind of nudge you towards creating a real plan to empowering your, your children to, uh, to, to, to take con- more control of their life and to, to stretch themselves and to feel the pleasure of that power. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's, hey, they're nine. I could send them to walk up the road to CVS to make change and cre- and make a purchase for the family. That's empowering right there, you know, that to, to send them on their own. Man, I remember, gosh, growing up in St. Louis, I was walking to the post office every, every day at like age eight because yeah. I wanted to send, you know, my favorite player was Cal Ripken Jr. I was going to send him a letter every day. That was my thing. Uh, and then a year later, I was walking to the comic book store, you know, eight, nine to buy Pokemon cards. <laughs> I mean, this was, this was, I'm not that old. I'm 34. Did um, you ever hear from Cal Ripken? Yeah, you know, I actually did. He, he, 
I, I, I guess I, I, I sent him so many letters. He started to, to there are these, these automatic response uh, letters you get. Yeah. And I would get like multiple of the same one. I guess he would vary it. Uh, but he started to write on some of them at the bottom, uh, which was neat. And one time he sent me pictures of him at a game. Uh, with a little note on the back. So I thought that was super neat. (laughs) We're talking with Shane Trotter, the author of Setting the Bar, Preparing Our Kids to Thrive in an Era of Distraction, Dependency, and Entitlement. What a title. We will pick up part two next week right here on the podcast. As always, this is the place where you hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share. Hey, how about submitting a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. On the homepage right there, enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo. This is about Mansfield. Mansfield.